Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey everybody, what's going on? Today is Thursday, it's the 10th of May, 2018. You're rolling along with me in the mobile studio. Got the AC going because it is hot, hot, hot today. It's about 103. So, and it's not going to be getting that much cooler out here. But anyway, let's go ahead and get that contact info up. Got the voicemail, 206-745-2731 have two, count them, two emails that you can contact me at, firearmscafe at gmail.com, or you can hit me up over at ProtonMail at monkey66 at protonmail.com. All one word, monkey66 at protonmail.com. I think that eventually I will probably, I mean, I'll I'll probably always have the uh, firearmscafe at gmail web or not website but uh, email over there i may try and see if i can't register another proton mail and see if i can't get firearms cafe at proton mail and then maybe eventually just get rid of gmail or just kind of keep it as a placeholder but not really use it too much that way i and i I know i talked before about saying oh you know do i want to have all these like you know 500 different emails but eventually i may do that where i do one for the armed ape and do one for um, do one for Firearms Cafe and then just have my Monkey 66 one just kind of as a catch-all you know, type thing. So I, I don't know. We'll have to see on there. But if they're free and if they'll let me have a couple more, I may go ahead and snake those up. I do, again, like the idea that having that type of an email provider or client you know, that doesn't try and mine everything from you and, and isn't kind of reading all your stuff. I, I, I really like that idea. Uh, so I would uh, urge some of you guys, maybe give it a try, see what you think, uh, and then uh, kind of hit me up over there on Proton Mail and let me know what you think. The layout is a little bit different, uh, but I mean, it's just an email thing, so I, I don't really know how fancy you, you need to be with that. So anyway, if you you can reach me there, if you have audio you want to send uh, and have me play on the show, or if you have an email that you want me to read out, those are the places to send it. If you go over to the website, which is firearmscafe.com, you will find buttons for YouTube, for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I've been a little lax on the old Instagram stuff and haven't been putting too much stuff up. I don't and it's not like I got a million followers or anything like that, but I don't want to put just, you know, garbage stuff up or picture of a taco that I ate the other day, that type of thing. I'm trying to make it more, oh, related to what I'm talking about on the shows, that type of stuff. And so, and then, and honestly, I guess part of it is, is I just got to get in the habit of doing that, of, what I talk about on the show, kind of make some notes on that and then go into Instagram or go on the net, find some images of things that I'm talking about. So if I'm talking about, you know, the outer impact mount or if I'm talking about a Delta Point Pro, kind of pop some of those stuff up. 
yeah, I, I don't know. I tend to, when I'm researching stuff, I tend to take a long time, as you guys know, and I, I go back and forth on stuff and, and also do long-term testing. So on some of that stuff, you know, you, like I've, I've, got, I've got pictures up there already of some of the AK stuff that I'm going to do. I've got pictures up there already of that outer impact mount and the um, the RMR that I got. So I don't know how many, you know, it doesn't really do that good to just kind of keep putting pictures of the same thing up. Oh, you know, one thing that I did want to... Look at this asshole. Um, one thing that I did want to... Uh, talk to you guys about this it's funny there's some guy that the, the the guys at a, it's at a red light at back there and it's at the turn it's a you know the, he's got the red arrow so the one guy has just come up and he stopped and he's waiting for traffic to clear um, and the other guy behind him is just laying on the horn well that guy he's got the red arrow you can't you can't make a left turn. You can't just go across. It's not like you're making a right turn on a red. So that's what, if you heard that horn honking, that's what that was. And of course, the other guy's like raising his hands up and everything. And, and you know, I caught all this. It's taking a long time to explain it, but I caught all of this stuff at a, at a, at a glance. And I could see the guy's face. He's all red faced and yelling and all this other stuff. And then the guy that's in front of him has just kind of got like a, a puzzled look on his face. And then you wonder why sometimes you hear about these road rage incidents and then, you know, some dude ends up getting the crap beat out of him or in the worst case scenario, somebody ends up getting shot. Like the guy who's, uh, who is, is honking the horn and doing all this stuff, you know, jumps out of his vehicle and runs up and, and maybe he's got a, now this isn't happening, of course, it's just a, uh, a scenario, but maybe he's got a baseball bat or something like that, and he starts smashing the other dude's car, starts smashing the window. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, let's say if you're in a situation like that, this is a little bit of an aside, but if you're in a situation like that and you're kind of trapped in traffic, and the guy behind you thinks you've done something wrong, and who knows, maybe you did, but you don't realize it. Um, but he jumps out, and let's say you've got your three-year-old in the back seat in a car seat that's strapped in there and this guy comes out and and you've got a car in front of you so there's you can't really drive away and this guy comes out and he starts smashing your vehicle and he starts to smash the window where your kid is sitting right by you know what do you do would you be justified at that point in drawing a firearm you know I don't know or what if it was your grandkid and what if the guy who's doing it is this you know super fit in shape looks like he's in his mid 20s or so and uh, you're not in the best of shape and this guy's going bananas and he's and he doesn't realize that he's smashed in the window where your kid is and he's going to take another swing and maybe he smashes in your grandkids or your kid's head. You know, what would you do in that situation? Would you, do you think you would be justified in drawing your weapon if you had one on you? You know, getting out of the car, quickly getting out of the car, maybe putting the uh, focus more on yourself. It's 
to where you kind of lead the danger away from your, your child or your grandchild? And, you know, do you, would you be justified at that point? Uh, stuff to think about. But anyway, like I said, that's kind of a long aside. All right, I think I am at a stopping point for this segment. I know it's been, this segment's a little bit shorter, but I'll probably do one maybe tomorrow again. And what I want to talk about on that part is a little bit, uh, well, there's a couple of things I want to finish up with on the, on the show today. And one of them is I saw a post from Tim, Tim C. I'll keep your anonymity, Tim, but you know who you are, the heat miser. And he, a lot of times he posts up stuff, which is, he uh, kind of has his ear to the ground as far as sales and stuff goes. So anyway, he posted up a thing. It was a link to Palmetto State Armory. And it was, you could buy a upper and a lower parts kit. It didn't have the lower receiver. And it was something like three, no, was it $299? I think it was $299 or something like that. And then if you wanted and you bought a, a receiver from then for around like $50, it was something like for $350 or so, you could have pretty much of a the ability to have a functioning AR and so I wanted what I wanted to talk about with that type of stuff is is that a good idea would that be a good idea for a beater rifle is it total garbage you know there's a lot of people you go on on internet you go on YouTube things like that and we'll talk a little bit more about that some some full 30 stuff but that's kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of preview of upcoming things all right I'll talk to you guys in a couple seconds Well, it's only been a couple of seconds for you. It's been 24 hours for me, so today's Friday. I am once again back in the mobile studio, and I'm using a little bit of a different audio setup. And I think if this works, it may be something that I can give you guys a little bit higher quality audio sound, maybe a little bit fuller or richer sound. It won't sound as tinny. A lot of times when I'm in the mobile studio, just because with mic handling noise with some of the other stuff when I was trying to use the recorder, you it makes it unlistenable there's just too much interference and what i was using in the past was and for actually the first part of the segment that you just listened to i was using my iphone 6 plus and just using the earbuds that come with that and while that's okay of course it's not going to be near the quality that we're going to get through the actual microphone that goes in there the only concern I have is that maybe due to the sensitive nature of this particular microphone, it may pick up a little bit of some of the ambient noise that we that I don't want. So we'll have to see kind of how this goes. Hopefully it will be usable and hopefully there won't be too many distractions for you guys. All right, let's pick up where we left off yesterday. And I was talking about the sale that Palmetto State Armory was having and they had an AR-15, it wasn't the complete rifle, it was everything but the receiver, that you could get for about $299. And one of the things that I was thinking about is, well, even if you had an old, uh, an old lower receiver laying around and you paired it with that, and let's say you were into the whole thing for anywhere between, oh, 
let's say, 350 to $400? Because some people, if they got that and they didn't have a lower, they may have to buy one, and they're going to have to go through the FFL and the shipping, and so that your costs could come up to that. But let's say probably the maximum you might end up being out on that rifle would be around $400. And so the question is, is it worth it to get something like that, or are you better served in maybe saving up a little bit more money and getting something a little bit better, quote-unquote better, that might serve you a little bit? Or is this something that you say, well, look, all I can afford, the, the most I can can afford is you know, $350, $400. And if that was the best rifle that you could get, at least now, are you giving yourself a good base to work off of to where later on down the road, maybe you spend $20 on a different stock or... 20, I mean, $20 on a different grip and then maybe another 30 or $40 on a different stock when it comes uh, up, up for sale or something like that. And so you sort of say, well, I've got kind of the bare bones of this rifle and I'll, I'll expand and get some of the stuff on there that I want later. I can afford to do it kind of piecemeal. And I guess my question is, I don't have a lot of experience with Palmetto State Armory other than buying, you know, maybe some springs or something like that for them. But I think most of the stuff that I've used on my builds, I've generally kind of was able to wait and get uh, very specific parts and things from specific companies when they went on sale or when they had free shipping or, you know, this, that, or the other thing, that type of deal. And then I was thinking, well, maybe this could be a gun. Let's say if you got that and if it was reliable, could this be something that you could use as a for lack of a better term, maybe like a travel gun or a gun that travels with you. So let's say that you, and, and this is with the caveat that you do have a way to secure it. So you are able to keep it locked up. What if you break it down into its to the upper and lower parts and you've got that kind of locked up in a box in, in your trunk of your car, or if you've got a, a truck, it, maybe it goes under the back seat or something, but somehow it's secured to where somebody, if they did break into your vehicle, couldn't get it. So let's say, again, with the truck, maybe you've got it in the bed if you've got one of the lockable covers. And, it, and even in there, it's, it's, it goes into a case that's bolted to your truck bed so people can't get at, go ahead and get it even if they broke into your uh, toenail cover on a truck. So let's say with that caveat, you're able to secure the weapon. Would it be something that you have as, and again, assuming it's relatively reliable for you and you would be comfortable with it, would that be a good idea to have that thing as a gun that you've sort of always got with you? Would it be a good idea to have that gun for one that if you've got some new shooters, you can take it to a range and you can have them use it and they can kind of abuse it. And if it gets kind of knocked around, well, it's not that big a deal because it only cost you 350 to $400. Would it be something where... It's a gun that maybe you, if you're going to go do a class or go do a competition, you can throw it in the truck as an extra. Or if somebody else's rifle goes down, you can say, well, hey, you can use this. Again, it's not the, it's probably not going to be the most accurate thing. It's probably not going to be the most durable thing. But could you make it into something like that? And I think something like that would actually have a, a use or or could actually serve a purpose that you could press it into service for a lot of different things and it could also 
be a, a platform maybe that again you could kind of Frankenstein it and kind of do some experimentation on on uh, different things that you think might be good ideas or or, uh, or or things that you wanted to try out or like the guys do down on in range they do with their uh, two gun action match you know you can take that and you can you can beat that rifle up and you can kind of smash it around and it's not going to be that big a deal and if you smash something on it or knock something out of whack well again it didn't cost you it wasn't like it was a how much did it even cost like a $1,700 Daniel Defense rifle or something like that. So, anyway, I, uh, I'd i like to know if you guys have had experience with it. You'll see on YouTube, and, you know, sometimes it's kind of iffy on that. But from some of the channels that I watch and trust, some of the guys will say, well, hey, I had an AR-15 from Palmetto State Armory. It was pretty much an all a PSA, 100% you know, rifle that they did, and I've, it, it's always run fine. It's not the greatest, but it's it's been real reliable for me. Other people have said, well, I got this thing, and it was a real hunk of junk, and it, it doesn't really work that great. And the same can be said maybe for some of their AKs that they were pushing out there. And I don't know why, but it it seems that there are very few people here in America that can actually get an AK that's sort of worth the money that you're paying for it. But with those few builders, you are paying a premium price. One thing that was, uh, and I've, I've talked about before, that I would love to one day get a, a Rifle Dynamics rifle uh, made by, the, uh, by them, you know, Jim Fuller and his crew over there. I think they have kind of debugged that rifle and they've kind of pushed it as almost as far as you can push it and improve it without getting away from kind of the base DNA of that rifle, if that makes sense. So they're improving parts, they're improving this, they're improving that, but it's still, at the end of the day, it's still an AK. And uh, as you guys know, I have my old AK and I'm doing some stuff with that. Uh, I was kind of waiting on to see what the kind of some of the fallout was. And we'll kind of switch topics here a little bit to going back to some of the video platforms. So over on YouTube, it seems like a lot of the gun stuff is still up. It seems like the main fallout they want, at least right now, is for people to remove links so that you cannot, uh, a person cannot, from your video, be able to go directly to a manufacturer or a, a site where they could buy something, whether that's going to be Brownells or Daniel Defense or Spikes Tactical, you know, something like that. But it does seem like they're, for the most part, a lot of that stuff is, is still up there and available. We'll have to kind of see what's happening. All right, I'm going to call this segment to a close, and I'll hopefully maybe finish up tomorrow or the next day. Hey, guys, I time warped you. It's actually Saturday evening now. I'll finish up with some of the YouTube talk, and then I had a couple questions about Full 30, and we'll get to that here in a second. So with YouTube, again, it seems like right now they're concentrating mainly on making sure that the videos don't have any direct links to where you could go and actually buy something. I wonder, though, if they're sort of testing the waters with this stuff, or if they've got a, a plan to sort of boil the frog slowly or to get you by... Uh, death by a thousand cuts type thing. 
even though it is their platform and they can kind of do whatever they want, they I don't know if they want to maybe do stuff a little bit slower. Right? It's hard to know what their their big corporate plan is. I still see things on there where they're showing people how to assemble stuff, how to make things, how to what would consider to be modifications. I've seen some reloading videos and things like that up there. But I wonder if in a couple of months or if at the end of this year, if some of that stuff will be gone. Which, again, with that stuff, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. If there are some videos that are out there that you really like, and I would say, again, download something off the web that will allow you to strip those particular videos. Again, if you had a, let's say, a particular rifle or a handgun that wasn't that popular or was older, and you found a really good video that was showing you how to do a little bit of gunsmithing work or just how to field strip it or some of the tricks of the trade type thing, I would say go ahead and download things those things out. You can go and get an external hard drive to hold all those videos uh, and again sort of make your own little video library of, of reference material for yourself because like, we don't know how long it's going to be on YouTube any, uh, and for the foreseeable future, who knows. So talking a little bit about the other platforms again, does anybody know what's going on with Full30? I've seen some other content providers who weren't on there before are, are being able to come over. I've tried to go and look, and I've uh, sent an email. I didn't get any response about, well, when are you going to open it up to sort of everybody? So it's kind of like the everyman like me. Again, I don't know if they have plans to really do that. I mean, they say they did, and I did reserve a channel, my, my every, bit of, every, excuse me, every Blade of Grass channel. Will I ever be able to be on there? Are they going to have a certain terms of service where they want actual people that are producing videos on a regular basis? Meaning, do they want you to have five or ten videos kind of in the shoot or, or something that you could port over before they would actually look at you doing, uh, being able to come over to them. Again, I don't know really how monetization would work over there if, if it's even possible or if it's just kind of a repository and part of the terms of service is they just run ads in front of your video no matter what and maybe you get some money from that, maybe you get none and maybe the cost of you being there is that one of the things you agree to is that they are going to run videos in front of your ad and in front of your content. And you just don't get paid for it, but it does help to keep the site up so at least you can get stuff out and you can do what a lot of people do, which is either ask for donations uh, kind of through Patreon or something like that. Or you could even put links to a side business or a side hustle that you've got. You know, I, I don't know. One other quick thing. I would like to thank Lawrence for the very kind donation that he sent in. Uh, it was through PayPal, and I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys don't know how much, when a donation, something like that comes in, how much that that means to me. Uh, I'm very kind of humbled by that. So, Lawrence, again, thank you very much for sending that in. I really appreciate it, and it will help to go defer some of the costs of having the show up. The other video site that I have a couple of videos on, which I've mentioned a couple times before, is the Utah Gun Exchange, and it's if you type in videos.utahgunexchange.com or something like that. It'll, it'll get you over there. It's not too intuitive how to find it. And again, with that stuff, I don't know if at the end of the day they're going to be able to handle the traffic. 
if I had to put my money on one of these things kind of coming out and and being able to handle the large amount of uh, video storage or content storage, however you want to say it, I would say it's probably going to be something like Full 30. They seem to have gotten that model down. Are there improvements that could be made with it? Sure. Anyway, like I said, I think I'm going to go ahead and draw the show to a close. And if anybody knows some of the behind the scenes stuff of Full 30, or if if you know when things maybe are going to roll out, when they're going to let people know, I went onto the forums and found a, uh, this one last thing and then we'll close out. I found a thread that they were asking about, well, all that said was, we're going to go ahead and open this up. And then there were a bunch of questions like, oh, hooray. And then there was a couple of questions. Well, when is this going to happen? And then there's still a link up that says you can reserve your channel name. But you go to, you click on that link now and it just takes you to a, it says a page. It's not, uh, it's not available. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'll keep, I'll keep checking back. I, I go on there about a couple of times a, a day anyway, just to check on videos and see kind of what's going on. And I'm trying to monitor what's going on with YouTube and who's disappearing from there and who's appearing over at full 30 and other places like that. So, all right, let me go ahead and give you the contact info one last time. And then I will sign off. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. I have the two emails. The Gmail one is firearmscafe at gmail.com. And then I also have my Proton email, which is monkey66 at protonmail.com. All right, guys. Love to hear from you.